When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. During this week before New Year's, which is prime time for a podcast called How to Be a Better Person, don't you think? I'm doing things a little differently than I have in past years. Because after a two-year period like we've just had, I don't know who has the stomach for any kind of let's do this thinking. I want to do less, not more. I want to simplify, not amplify. And I want to declutter some ideas so that a vision for the year ahead that's more interesting and fulfilling can emerge. That's why this week's theme is Undo 2022, Five Surprising Strategies for a Better New Year. Another part of what I'm doing differently this week is that I've invited my good friend Terry Trespicio to be a kind of co-host. Terry is the author of a brand new book called Unfollow Your Passion. Terry also has a TED Talk called Unfollow Your Passion, and it has been viewed over 7 million times. So clearly, this idea of not blindly swallowing conventional advice is resonating with folks. Each day this week, I'm asking Terry to talk us through one idea in her book that makes a fabulous anti-resolution for the year ahead. And today's surprising strategy is to save space for being bored. Here's more about that. Terry, in your book, you say boredom is a detox for your soul. Why is that? What, what's so great about boredom? You know, when I started to write about boredom, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but I knew it was a reality. And I found this book, um, The Power of Boredom by Mark Hawkins, who I cannot find anywhere. I tried to find that man who wrote this wonderful book on boredom mm-hmm. that I cited so heavily in my own. And he's just not active on the platforms, let's just say. But what he taught me and what I write about in the book was not my original idea, but he made me come around to boredom because he said, what is boredom? But when things feel drained of meaning, they feel drained of fun, like, oh, I don't want to play with this toy anymore. I'm bored by this. I'm bored by this show. I'm bored by this book. That doesn't mean, oh God, we better do something so that we're excited again. We don't have to be excited every second. And he says, You think that we're not bored now because we have so many ways of entertaining and distracting ourselves. The more distracted you are, the more bored you are. Mm. That effort to continue to pack our lives full of things and excitement and stimulation, I do the same, is causing us. It really, really is. And if you look at the, um, there was an interesting study I found uh, by Sandy Mann, who is a psychologist. She's a researcher. She's done a ton of research on boredom. And One, what she found was that being bored is a great way to prime your creativity. And they had three groups in the study. One was a controlled group. They did nothing, right? The other group, uh, one of them had to 
re- copy the phone book out by hand. So here's the phone books are copying what you read in there, write it down. And then the third group had to just sit and read the phone book. So they gave them a certain amount of time to do that. And then they gave them a, an activity that was creative. They said, how many uses for a paper cup? Something like that. Guess who was the most creative, who had the most ideas? The people who were the most bored, the people who had to read the phone book. Even the people copying the phone book were having a lot more fun, apparently, than the people <laughs> who had to read the phone book. And they were so bored that when it came time to come up with a creative idea, they were fertile ground. So what that tells me is if we continue to think we must pack every moment of our ears with things and our eyes and our hands, we may be missing an opportunity. Back to Mark Hawkins, though. The idea of something being drained of fun and being drained of meaning. The reason this is critical, and this is brilliant, I was so psyched to discover this idea, is that if it brings every, if it's the great democratizer, right? Most people in history were bored nearly to death. We're the least bored people in the world, we think. But when everything is drained of meaning and nothing really matters for a little while, we get to decide what's going to matter again. If nothing, is dra- if nothing is drained of meaning, we may be assigning meaning to things that we don't believe in, but someone else assigned it to us. It's the one power we have, superpower, to bring everything back down to zero. Because if I think what everyone tells me I should pay attention to is really important, I should focus on this, and this should matter, and this should have meaning, then am I really creating meaning of my own? So I went from not sure if I even wanted to write about boredom to thinking, holy cow, This is really important that I allow some fallow time. So one practical way to put this to use in your life is, for one, stop doing what I have done. Stop treating your schedule like one of those vacuum-sealed bags that you get, that you put a vacuum to it and suck all the air out so you can pack more in. Don't mistake visual space for wasted space. Because when I look at my Google Calendar, it's a column of white, and I go, oh, I have time. I'll just book this. I have plenty of room, as if it's a drawer and I'm putting sweaters in it. Well, I've done that, and I am drained because I didn't consider the emotional and mental toll that some of the activities that I do and you do consume. You absolutely, for the new year, consider building in time to do nothing and to walk with nothing in your ears, and to sit and stare into space, and you will be giving yourself rich and fertile ground, perhaps for your next big idea. Oh my God, that was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That is a resolution I can get behind. I'll be right back with your tiny assignment right after this quick break. And we're back. Here's what I really love about what Terry said. That image of trying to pack your schedule like it's a vacuum sealed bag with no air in it totally resonates. When the kids came home from school in the early days of the pandemic, I definitely learned that that is an unsustainable way to live. But I can still get a tingle of panic when I look at my schedule and it looks quote unquote too empty. It really takes a lot of paying attention to how you feel during your days to find a level of scheduledness that is workable for you, your constitution, your life, and your inner world, not to mention your productivity. And it takes a lot of discipline to say no to things that would overcrowd your schedule. And let's be honest, there are some weeks where you just have to pack a lot in. 
But if you want to increase the amount of air in the bag that contains your schedule, you have to consistently be reminding yourself to do a gut check on whether this is worth giving up some of your white space. Your tiny assignment, if this idea of saving space for boredom appeals to you, is to write save space for boredom on a little sticky note and attach it to your calendar. If your calendar is paper, you can put it on the cover. And if it's digital, you can paste that note right onto your computer screen or your iPad cover so that you don't forget. Because you will forget. And it will help you remember to do a gut check on whether you actually want to do the thing you're considering adding to your calendar. The writing the post-it note part is easy. The listening to your gut part is hard, but it does get better with practice. If you want to check out Terry's book, go to unfollowyourpassion.com. For everyone who buys the book, she's offering a free live book club that meets Tuesday nights in January to work through these and other ideas from the book together in real time. So if anything she said has clicked with you, go check it out. It's at unfollowyourpassion.com. And for more Terry and another way to undo 2022, come back tomorrow when we're talking about surprising strategy for a better year, number five, unfix yourself. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 